What up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and on this episode, we are going to be previewing the G1 Climax 32 that starts this weekend, July 16th, and it ends on August 16th, plus maybe a couple days in that week for the finals. So we're going to go over the card, I'm going to go over the stories, I'm going to go over the blocks. This is a little bit different than your previous G1 tournament for New Japan Pro Wrestling. As always, I should be doing this live, but this is going to be a VOD, a video on demand, where you could definitely watch this at marieshadows.substack.com. So if you want to follow my Twitch account, which is twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows, please make sure to do so. Please make sure to sign up for my newsletter at marieshadows.substack.com, where you'll be able to see this, and then also register for sessions that we get to talk about the G1 in a general discussion because hear me out this is what I'm going to do for the G1 every single day that we have a G1 event you guys would get a full podcast episode plus a chunk of that podcast episode for free listeners and paid listeners over at marieshadows.substack.com if I'm going to be honest with you guys I can't keep having my free stuff be free if I can't make any money back on it. And that's just me being truthful. All the hard work that's going to go into this G1 is going to be a lot. So that's what I'm saying that if you are paid subscribers, you get the full episode. If you are free subscribers, you get a chunk of that with some additional write-up. The write-up also happens with paid subscribers. But if you want that extra to know more about my thoughts, on the G1 and having fun with us, pay subscription is the way to go because this is definitely going to take a lot of time and effort for me to really do these episodes for you guys. So, example, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be watching those events. Those events are free and you guys can watch along too. I will have notes. I will tell you guys exactly what's going to be happening on those cards and how I felt, the winners and all of that and keep you up to date on how many points each wrestler gets. Let me not get too far ahead of myself. So, because I will be giving you guys podcast episodes on the day of or the next day of the events, the days that the G1 does not run, I will be over on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows to generally talk to you guys about the show, get your feelings, get your thoughts, get your perspective, and maybe ask, like, who is your pick for the G1, and what did you think about night one, night two, and then so far, then that's what we're going to do. I'll explain it again a little bit later on in this preview episode. This preview episode will go through four blocks. That is right. New Japan Pro Wrestling has 28 wrestlers in this G1, which is a lot. They had this same format one year, but this time around, they brought it back. So we have 28 wrestlers, four blocks. So seven times four is 28. So we're going to go through blocks A through D, and I'm going to walk you through what you need to know. Uh, Currently, this is definitely the um, photo, uh, the uh, banner, if you want to call it. Uh, for the G132, so I'm going to be covering it all, and you're going to have me as your guide. Also, if you do get a paid subscription to marieshadows.substack.com, you get goodies to follow along with me, such as a score sheet and a sheet to remind you of when there's going to be matches and when there's not going to be matches. So let's just jump right into the G1. 
Just so you know, for anyone out there that do not know what the G1 stands for, it basically stands for Grade 1 Climax. We're currently at number 32. So, like I was saying, I made this for you guys. This took a lot of effort, a little bit of time, and I made one for July and August because, like I said, we start on Saturday, August 16th. We end on Tuesday, August... I'm sorry. We we start on July 16th. I think I said it wrong. Maybe I did or didn't. We start on July 16th and we end on August 16th. So 30 days plus finals, give it like 31, 32 days of um, just straight um, round robin style G1 uh, climax. So as you can see, I made this for you guys. This will be available to you when you become a paid subscriber. We'll go back to this too to talk about the matches. August, like I said, same deal. Um, it ends on Tuesday, August 16th. And like I said, paid subscribers get this so they can follow along with me and know what we're doing. Now let's talk about the blocks. First, I actually want to show you this. Block A, block B, block C, block D. These are a lot of big names. And it's okay if you do not know any of the big names as well as I do or, you know, if you know some here and there. Um, but they decided to put seven people in one block and so forth. So what's happening is that for block A, all those wrestlers that you see there, they will be wrestling each other throughout the weeks. They will be gaining points in the G1. Think of it like the best of the Super Juniors. A pin or submission gives you two points. A pin, oh, I'm sorry, a draw gives you one point and a loss gives you zero points. So they basically fluctuate and rotate like that. Um, Let's start talking about A Block. A Block has some really big, powerful names. This is dubbed the Hoss Block, where you have all the big guys, which, by the way, I personally don't like the word Hoss. I really don't. Um, so we have Okada. Okada was the former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion before Jay White took the belt from him on Dominion. And then also retained the belt at Forbidden Door with that AEW X New Japan pay-per-view. To his side, you have Yano, which I get my daily once every time fuck Yano in. Basically, Yano cheats like a member of Bullet Club. Basically, when Bullet Club members cheat, they usually win. Most of the time, Yano cheats and he wins. Or, like, my buddy yesterday, if you don't follow Smack Raw Pod, uh, Aaron, who's a co-host of Kyle on that show, said that Toriano is the R-Truth of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I was like, that's a perfect way to explain him. Yano does some very interesting things inside the ring. He is known for being a comedic wrestler, but he does have his violent side to him as well. But for the sake of this... It's Yano in here. Fuck Yano. 
Then we have Jonah. This is Jonah's first G1. If you guys don't know who Jonah is, Jonah was originally Bronston Reed over at NXT, and he was the NXT North American champion. But since WWE let him go, he has found a home in New Japan Strong, and then they decided to bring him over to the G1 to put him in the A block. Lance Archer. Um, if you really want to go all the way back to know who Lance Archer is, if you have not been keeping up with AEW or anything like that, he was once named Lance Hoyt in WWE, and then when WWE left him, he went to the indies for a little bit and transformed into Lance Archer, and he has the motto of everybody dies, and that's, that's a really true statement. Uh, he goes and basically, in wrestling, in kayfabe, uh, kills everybody. He's a very tall guy, very powerful. He is from AEW, like I said. But he's also a member of Suzuki-gun. So don't forget about that. Then on the other side of Okada, we have Tom Lawler. This is his first G1 as well. He was holding it down for New Japan Strong as the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion for a while. He had an amazing battle with Fred Rosser and... Fred Rosser is now our um, New Japan Strong Openweight Champion, and now Tom Lawler is here. Tom Lawler has a background in MMA. He was part of UFC. He went into wrestling. Um, he's very good. He's very good. He's very charismatic, and he could definitely be the wild card in Block A. Jeff Cobb, simply amazing all the way around. He does an amazing standing moonsault that I will always praise. He was once... The IWGP World Tag Team Champion, along with his buddy Great Khan, they are two-time. They're former two-time champions. Uh, they lost it to FTR. Fuck FTR. Well, just fuck Dax. I could deal with cash. Anyway, Jeff Cobb has a numerous amount of accolades under his belt, and he's definitely one person to really watch out for in this block. And then we have Bad Luck Fale, who is the rogue general of Bullet Club and a former uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team 2 as well. And to put him in here is going to be a very interesting time. To Block B. Block B has some really interesting opponents here, man, with some really interesting story developments that we're going to be seeing throughout the G1, even through the backstage comments and even through the undercard. Remember that each G1 event or show of that day does have an undercard. So when I have an undercard, there are just a couple of matches, whether it's singles matches or tag matches. Sometimes the singles matches are the young lions of the New Japan Dojo showing off to the crowd what they have been learning so they get spots on the G1 card, but they're not in like the G1 tournament. So we have an undercard belly and then we have the G1 tournament. I will only be covering the G1 tournament, block A, block B, block C, block D, unless the undercards have to do something with... um have to do something with the stories that are developing in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So let's look at who we have in B Block, and I'll explain some stories as I go along. Jay White. Jay White calls himself the catalyst of professional wrestling. 
He is Switchblade Jay White. He is King Switch. He is our IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He sold out Madison Square Garden. He sold out the United Center. No thanks to CM Punk. And he also is a Grand Slam champion. So he won the IWGP United States, IWGP Intercontinental, IW oh never uh world which is the current one and the version four one so that's like five um i could always do a better introduction for jay white but i'm just letting you know that's exactly what it is just i didn't say it as fancy as i should have jay white is the most i want to say polarizing figure in this b block because he has a history with ishii which I'm getting a little tired of Ishii versus Jay White. I really am. I had to cover Ishii versus Jay White back in 2019 when they were going at it back and forth. And I'm like, I love these, I love these matches. I love what they bring to the table, but I'm just a little too like done with Ishii versus Jay White. Jay White versus Tama. Jay White kicked out Tama and Lower from Bullet Club, which sort of still kind of hurts. So this is like a revenge match. By the way, we are getting that revenge match at the end of the G1 tournament where it's going to be Tama versus Jay White. I don't know who really needs to win that. I Honestly, Tama needs to win that. Tama needs to win against Jay White, get a victory over the champion, and let's see what the hell happens from there. I don't... I could check when they're going to be fighting more, but Tama and Jay White has this story that's been going on ever since Tama got kicked out of Bullet Club. And Tama is now part of Main Unit, which is part of Tanahashi's group. And it's just like, it's babyface Tama. Tama's the hottest babyface. I still think that they should have never, um, you know, taken the Never Championship title off of Tama Tonga, just because. It's like, you give him a title, he's the best baby face, and then you give it to Carl Anderson, and Carl Anderson ain't doing shit with it. Carl Anderson is not even in this G1, so why would you give it to a heel? This is New Japan's problem, is that they give the belts to heels that don't defend it or don't want to defend it. it to me, it doesn't look like they want to defend it, because if I was champion, I'd be like, we gotta have a fighting champion. Like, we gotta do that. But you know, they gave it to Carl and nothing has been done with it. Um, Tama needs his rematch from getting the Never Championship back on his waist because it looked damn good, man. Looked damn good. Taichi is a very interesting wrestler to be in this block. He's going to have really amazing matches, and we are going to start out with Taichi versus Ishii on Saturday. I think it's Saturday. Or if it's not, it's Sunday. But we'll go back to that. Uh, Taichi versus Ishii is definitely going to be a very good match. Uh, Taichi brings something different and unique into this block. As well as Sonata. Sonata's coming back from healing his orbital bone. And he's put in block B. Then we have Great Okan. Great Okan is making his first appearance for the G1 in block B. And the Great Okan has some issues with... Chase Owens and the great the great Okan can definitely be the wild card in block B. But 
if I had to pick somebody, you guys know I'm going with Tama to win Block B. Tama needs to win. And I'm always going to say that. Last year's G1, I explained to you guys why exactly Tama needed to win last year's G1. Did New Japan listen to me? No. Because every time I try to make a prediction, New Japan is like, fuck Marie, that's not going to fucking happen. So I'm just going to say it again because as much as I am proud of Jay White and proud of Tama and proud of the Great Okan, out of three of them, I'm always going to pick Tama to be like, yo, it has to be his time soon. Like he's been carrying almost everything on his back. So that's why I'm going to be like, Block B for Tama. And let's go back to Block A. I am going to say that it's going to be Tom Lawler to get the win in this block. Just because he's the wild card, I'll go with that. Let's look at Block C. Because Block C, man, Block C has a lot of talent, a lot of, well, just one new face. Um, But, yeah. So we start off with Tanahashi. Tanahashi's the ace. That's all I have to say. Goto. If you guys don't know, I do a series called Tape Study Tuesday right on marieshadows.substack.com where you can watch the couple of matches that I did commentating over for Goto's matches to get an idea of how good Goto is in the ring. So if you want to go check that out, go check that out. Zack Zaber Jr. Okay, he's in here. Kenta, Kenta just brings a smile to my face. He's a very unique wrestler all around, inside, outside the ring. And the way that he does his promos are very amazing. So I have a lot of hope and like good props for Kenta in this G1. Then we have Naito. Naito is pushing 40. He still has some messed up knees. He says that he wants to get the championship one more time before he, you know, retires. Maybe that happens. Maybe that doesn't happen. In the G1, when you win, you do get a future title shot at a later date. It's basically up to management at that point when they want to be like, yeah, you guys are going to wrestle on this day and doing this and doing that. Aaron Hanare, my boy is in here. He is new to the G1. This is his first G1. And he has a lot of history to pick and get revenge on in here. Especially with Tanahashi. Tanahashi is going to be his first opponent on Saturday, July 16th. And of course, uh, I'm rooting for Hinari to win against uh, Tanahashi. And then we have Evil. I like Evil. Don't get me wrong. Evil could be a little, you know, overwhelming. Especially when he has Dick Togo in his corner and they do the same thing and there's nothing really new. But Evil has something different that other wrestlers don't have which is like you know that creativity i'm not saying that not all wrestlers have don't have creativity but it's just something unique i really wish they would have brought evil over to the states and just see the reaction that american fans would give evil i really wish that he would have been at forbidden door if house of torture would have been at forbidden door to take on you know another huge uh faction that AEW has like that would have been really good that that would have really made more sales and it would have been interesting. Now, as far as who is my pick to win this C block, as much as I want Hinare to get his first 
victory, like really huge victory, and winning the C block would be victory. I think that Hinari will come close to winning, but Kenta might end up winning the C block. Nothing against Hinari, I still love him. But Kenta is definitely going to, for me, Kenta is going to win the C block. And now we have D-Block. Man. So D-Block is very interesting in terms of story-wise. You have Will Ospreay. Ospreay is our United IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. And also Rev Pro Champion. And the founder of the United Empire. He does not like to be called leader. Remember that. If you are an interviewer and you're interviewing Ospreay, Please be reminded that he does not like to be called leader. He likes to be called founder for the United Empire. You have Shingo Takagi. Shingo and Will Ospreay are two former IWGP World Heavyweight Champions. Shingo, Shingo is just a beast when it comes to wrestling and being there and being the company guy. We saw this when he was IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, that Shingo was that guy. If you need somebody for your company, you call Shingo. That's the person that will carry the company on his back. So will Osprey too. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I'm just letting you know that that's what their like dynamic sort of is. Also, they put on great matches and you know, their feud is not settled at all. Then we have the newest member of Bullet Club, which is Hard Rock Juice Robinson. I did not see this coming. I was like everyone else when Juice Robinson was like, yeah, I'm done with New Japan. Um, I, I didn't re-sign my contract and I'm not coming back. I thought he was going to take a vacation because it is a very well-deserved that he needs to take a vacation. He really does. I thought that he wasn't really going to wrestle for New Japan, go home, take a rest. Nope. After hugging David Finley in Windy City Riot and putting David Finley over as this is the guy you need to watch now, now that Juice is going away, Juice just happens to turn to Bullet Club and become, you know, a heel, become evil Juice. And I am here for it. I am very here for it. Um, I was shocked. I know the whole world was shocked in wrestling, but it's not a bad fit. I'm really excited to see what Juice can do as a Bullet Club member. I'm really excited to see what I'm really excited to see what Juice can do as a Bullet Club member. And I, you know, this is just the wild horse in Block D. Because now that he's more of a heel, he's more sly and crafty about how he approaches matches, how he um, takes care of his opponent. So it's a very new Juice Robinson. Then we have Yujiro Takahashi, who is uh, the Tokyo Pimps of Bullet Club. And this is going to be a very interesting dynamic where he's going to be fighting some other Bullet Club members because that's going to be happening. Then we have Yoshihashi, who is one half of the team with Goto, one half of the tag team with Goto. And Yoshihashi is a very good wrestler. I, I get him. Everyone loves him. He's really good. I just don't really have 
too much attachment to him. Like I talked about David Finley. David Finley has adapted a rebel persona where he comes out with a shillelagh and then he looks like a mean mugging guy and ready to kick ass. I really want to know what his thought process was when he saw that Juice went over to Bullet Club because David Finley and Jay White have this feud going on where David Finley has a lot of losses to Jay White. Jay White is always ahead of David Finley. And then to recruit David Finley's once, I guess, once best friend, Juice Robinson, I would just like to know his thought process about when he saw this, his reaction, anything at all, because he hasn't, no one has interviewed it. No one has interviewed David Finley at all yet. So I would like to know that because that's a very interesting dynamic. That's a very deep storytelling tactic. You know, your buddies for so many years, you traveled up and down the road. You won so many titles. You guys were the hot baby faces that would do anything for the company. And then when your buddy is like, yeah, I'm ready to, you know, go home, take a rest. I don't want to sign again for New Japan Pro Wrestling and gave, you know, his buddy all the props to be like, now it's on you to go over to Bullet Club. It's sort of like, whoa, what? Where did this come from? Like, why are you joining the enemy, so to speak? So David Finley and Juice Robinson has that type of dynamic where it was awesome baby faces to Juice being heel and David Finley probably being anti-hero. Anti-heel. And then we have El Phantasmo. El Phantasmo has a very good track record of being a good wrestler. He just lets all the shenanigans get in the way. That's all. That's all I'm saying. As for who needs to win D block, David Finley. David Finley needs to win D block. I would like to see it as, excuse me. I would like to see it as David Finley versus Juice Robinson in the finals of D block. I think that'll be a very, very good matchup. All right, now that I explained almost, well, I explained everyone. Now that I explained everyone from each block, it is going to be a very unique tournament. Every single wrestler is wrestling on the days that I showed you. It's going to be two from A block, two from B block, two from C block, two from uh, D block, and that's how we're going to go with that. So if we look at July right now, for Saturday, it's already, the lineup is already going to be block A. We have Okada versus Jeff Cobb. Two big power names going against each other. I do not see Okada losing his first round match in this round robin style collect the points tournament. So as much as I love Jeff Cobb and I want Jeff Cobb to get all the title belts and just carry New Japan Pro Wrestling, Okada is going to pick up his first two points in this match. He's definitely going to have to work for those two points because Jeff Cobb 
is a very powerful wrestler, but don't count Okada out at all. I will say, though, that if you guys have not heard my latest podcast episode where I talked about why I did not like FTR getting the IWGP World Tag Team belts, I proposed that during Jeff Cobb matches and the Great Ocon matches that, you know, FTR will come to Japan, nobody will know, and then basically interfere into a Jeff Cobb and or Great Ocon match while Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon were still tag team champions plus Ring of Honor champions to sort of build, build. Because for some reason, it seems like in wrestling, wrestlers and promoters and companies forget that build is everything. AEW, are you listening to me? Dear AEW, build is everything. When it comes to matches, when it comes to story, a build is everything. So I was thinking that FTR can go chase them, interfere in their matches, and let Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon lose their matches. Just so that way, at the end of the G1, when we go to World Tag League, it makes sense as to why it's going to be headlining FTR versus Jeff Cobb, the Great Ocon, United Empire. And then, bam, they, like, clash together. Like, that's how storytelling should work. We want to see the chase. And then, between the two fan bases, New Japan Pro Wrestling will get more subscribers because people will want to see it. And then people will want to hear podcasts like myself, the Square Circle Podcast, hosted by your truly Marie Shadows, and more people will want to hear us talk about this story that's going on. But again, people in wrestling don't really want to do these angles. And I know that it takes maybe a couple months just to probably get like visas and stuff like that. But, you know, it seems like the visa situation when it comes to Japan and the United States for like work visas, it's probably like a little bit more faster because we got some people in here and stuff like that. But like, if you're constantly making sure that everyone is on top of all the paperwork, everything that they have to do to make sure to check in that this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to fly over, you know, you'll get what you want and you create the stories for what you want. I'm all about like, you got to be on top of your shit. That's all it is. But again, head over to marieshadows.substack.com where you can hear that podcast episode where I explained that it would have been a great idea for FTR to come to Japan go through the whole tour, maybe even appear on some of the undercards because it wouldn't make sense for them just to be like run-ins, but it'll make sense for them to like be part of the show and have some undercard matches so that way the Japanese fans can get to know who FTR is. Because as far as I know, there hasn't been anything planned where FTR is going to like Japan. Now, I did see on social media, on Twitter, that is going to be Rocky Romero versus Dax at high alert for New Japan Strong. That's fine, but you're still, you're not in front of a Japanese crowd. You're in front of an American crowd. So I'm not counting that as, oh my God, look, FTR is in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, they have to be because they have the fucking titles. If they were in front of a Japanese crowd, then that would be a little bit more better because the Japanese crowd needs to get to know who their champions are. You know, just saying, stories. I love stories. I love angles. You know, put me in charge of creative. That's all I'm saying.
So like I said, Okada's going to pick up his first two points for Saturday. Block B is going to have Sonata versus Jay White. This is a very interesting match because this is the first opponent that Jay White is having. Sonata, that's, that's Jay White is his first opponent. I do not see Jay White losing his first two points on the opening night. I feel like there's going to be this back and forth hookah tapu between Okada and Jay White. And Jay White is definitely going to put that title belt in front of Okada's face whenever he can. To be like, to remind him that I am the champion. I took it from you. Jay White is going to probably be his cocky self in this G1. So, Jay White is not going to lose this match. Jay White is going to get his first two points over Sonata. If Sonata manages to get two points over Jay White, I don't know, man. Um, I'm not sure if I want to jump on the bandwagon that it's going to be Sonata's G1, you know, because automatically during the press conference that's going to be coming up for the G1, which you guys should uh, end up watching, Jay White is going to say this is going to be the J1 like you did last time. But yeah, um, Jay White is going to go over Sonata. For Block C, we have Tanahashi versus Aaron Hanare. As much as I love the ace, as much as I love Tanahashi, uh, Aaron Hanare is going to pick up his first two victory, his first two points over Tanahashi because when Hinari came in, Tanahashi took him under his wing. The older veterans took Hinari under their wing as well, and they weren't really letting him be who Hinari is right now currently with the United Empire. Hinari was your basic islander from New Zealand. He has a Maori background, and, you know, he did the haka, he did, I think I said it right. I hope I said it right. Apologies if I didn't say it right. You know, he represented what his island was. So that's what every, like, islander does before they find themselves. And for some reason, they were having him lose, like, for a lot. And I think they wanted to build that underdog baby face with Hinare. And I was even getting frustrated um, with his, like, losing streak and stuff that he was doing. And until Osprey, you know took him out to eat and told him about the United Empire idea. That's when he came on board. And this feels like the Hinare that should have happened, you know, before. Um, so he just feels that everyone was stopping him, all the potential and everything. So uh, Hinare is going to get his first two points over Tanahashi. For block B, we have Will Ospreay taking on El Phantasmo. This is going to be a very interesting match it's going to be a very fun with athleticism plus professional wrestling in this match as far as who i'm going to be picking to win i'm going to say osprey is going to get his first two points over el phantasmo for this one and as we look to sunday block a we have yano versus jonah for as long as i've been watching yano Yano gets away with a lot of shit. This is why I say fuck Yano. Yano is able to pull out victories when you don't see them coming. Jonah's a very big guy. He's going to expend a lot of energy against Yano. And I do not see Jonah picking up the victory. I do see this as a learning match because Yano is going to be using his fucking tactics no matter what. Um, so I'm going to go with Yano. Yano's a safe bet. As much as I say fuck Yano, Yano is a safe bet to go towards 
even though I would want Jonah to pick up the victory, but Yano's a safe bet just for this match because I don't see Yano losing unless Jonah is going to beat the shit out of him, which most likely he is. But Yano's going to find a way to get that roll up and stuff like that. And also beware of the low blow because he likes using the low blow. When I say he, it's Yano. Yano likes using the low blow. So Yano's going to get his first two victory, his first two points via a low blow. Next is Ishii versus Taichi. This is going to be a very interesting match. Do not miss this one. This is going to be really good. As far as me picking a winner, I like Ishii. Ishii is a really, really good wrestler. Ishii's able to tell stories like no other, especially with just the use of his eyes and like his body, and that's it. He doesn't really have to say much. But he's mastered the art of using his body to sell you the story inside the ring, depending on who he's fighting. Taichi is our holy emperor. I'm going to go with Taichi on this one. I see him picking up a win over Ishii. Hopefully Ishii's knee has recovered because the reason why he wasn't at Forbidden Door is because he had knee problems, and that's why we have Clark Connors uh, to substitute for that event. But for this one, I think Taichi is definitely going to pick up the victory. As for Block C, we have Zack Zaber Jr. versus Kenta, and I'm just going to automatically go with Kenta. I don't really care too much about Zack Zaber Jr. I understand that he is a technical wizard, and he's really good at what he does, but it's, it's Zack Zaber Jr. I'm going to go with Kenta. And then Block D, Shingo versus Juice Robinson. They really came out the gate and was like, we're going to put a main event match in this Sunday block. And it's Shingo versus Juice Robinson. My heart will want Shingo to win. Because Shingo is definitely one of the best wrestlers out there. Juice, on the other hand, my brain wants him to win. Because imagine the storytelling that can come from Juice beating Shingo. Juice Robinson, of all people, to beat Shingo, who came from Dragon Gate, who became an IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, and all Juice has is the United States Championship title. Like, it's like comparing apples to oranges in a way of like, really? But if I really had a pick and I had to tell you guys my pick, it would definitely be Juice Robinson winning against Shingo. Juice is going to pick up his first two vic- his first two points over Shingo. Just because I want chaos. I want some chaos. And no, no pun intended with this chaos versus Bullet Club because most of these guys are from chaos and most of the guys are from Bullet Club. And again... Like I said, this is like some ancient, long-ass ancient battle between Chaos and Bullet Club that has been going on forever and ever and ever and ever. So I'm not going to get into all of the days and tell you all of my picks. I'm only doing Saturday and Sunday for now because Saturday and Sunday will be free for you to watch over at njpwworld.com. You do not need uh, a subscription to sign up and watch Saturday and Sunday I highly suggest that you guys watch those days so that way when I do my review, you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys can follow along and you guys can have your score sheets there as well. So head over to njpwworld.com and get a subscription. If you do get a subscription, it's only $7 a month. If Saturday and Sunday 
basically makes you a subscriber. Awesome. That's great. By the way, I'm just uh, plugging uh, uh, New Japan World for free. They don't give me any type of commission or anything like that. I wish they did, but it's okay. I still support them. You guys should support wrestling too and support them. But yeah, it's only $7 a month now. The Our dollar value, our dollar value, the United States dollar value went down. It was originally $8. Uh, so now it's $7. Um, there is one more thing that I want to show you guys because uh, I worked on it too. Uh, give me a second. Okay, so I created scorecards just for you guys. So that way you can keep up with everything. So as you can see, I let you guys know that, you know, what's what, how many points is what. And then on the side, you have the factions of like who's who, uh, the names, and then the names going up top. And then you could do this however you want. You could put an X if somebody wins, if you could put a, z um, a circle if somebody wins or loses and then you have the final score and you know, you can keep tabs like that. Again, like I said, the only way to get these goodies, um, all the graphics that you've seen today in this video is by becoming a paid subscriber. I can't stress this enough. The G1 is already going to be taxing on me mentally and me doing these shows for you guys. So I would appreciate it if you take advantage of the discounts. The discount is 28% off for one year and also monthly. I am really cutting, um, you know, the subscription part of this where it gives you guys the opportunity to feel good about supporting something, supporting something original because here on the Square Circle Podcast and here on the Square Circle Info, we do not dabble in drama high school filled with half lies when it comes to uh, talking about wrestling news, talking about rumors or anything like that. I stay true to being kayfabe. I stay true to improving professional wrestling to help you guys understand the stories better, the characters better, the angles better, help you maybe think of different perspectives or anything like that. We don't really spend too much time on rumors and what ifs and all this kind of stuff. There's an audience for that and they're losing out money. I'm just going to say it. They're losing out money. If you don't want to lose money and you want to get value and you want to have some awesome goodies like this scorecard here, and then also knowing exactly when the days, uh, the shows are going to take place and what matches are going to take place. And then on the days off, we're going to be over at uh, Twitch uh, to basically talk about it. And you guys get to be in chat and you guys get to really... Tell people, like, you know, well, tell people and myself, like, what you really think, and I'll read it out loud. And then I know this is squish, but this is what the registration will look like. So, like, Monday, July 18th, we'll go live on Twitch. Friday, July 22nd, we'll go live on Twitch, and we'll talk about the G1 episodes or the G1 days as, like, um, a chunk. So that way, you know, I could I could remind you guys, I do my podcast episodes. They're standalone, but I also want to talk to you guys and get your ideas, get your feelings for what you're feeling about the G1. Maybe your picks have changed. I want to make it interactive. So this is why I'm saying that if you want all these goodies, these are for paying subscribers. If you upgrade, that's awesome. That's great. It keeps 
the the brand going and I know people may not like this and it may turn them off but this is a lot of hard work for one person to do and to make sure that they cover 30 nights of professional wrestling because I love this and I'm passionate about it and I know it comes through every single time that I'm passionate about it but then I'm just throwing that out there that basically this is what I have to offer and I am still thankful that everyone here is basically still with me on this journey. I love you guys no matter what you do. Even if you are a free subscriber to the Square Circle Info over at marieshadows.substack.com, you will still get some of the experience, just not in full. You know, if you want it in full and you really want to, to, you really want to support and go the extra mile, getting a paid subscription will unlock a lot of things. I'm just putting it out there. No pressure, no guilt. I'm just letting you know that I am a one person doing everything, doing all of this with your help, with your support behind me. So again, the G1 Climax, the G1 Climax 32 is from July 16th to August 16th. And the days that you see on your screen are going to be the days that I go over on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows. So if you liked any of this, make sure to leave a like on the post itself because this is going to be on the Substack. This is going to be exclusive. I'm not really streaming this. I should have been, but that's a whole nother conversation for something else. So if you enjoyed this preview to what we're going to be expecting for the G1 Climax. Make sure to put a like on the post. Leave me a comment. Leave me your thoughts. Who do you see winning the blocks? Who is your G1 pick? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't have a pick this year. Last year, I was so, I was so certain that it was going to be Tama, but it wasn't Tama. Um, but I gave you my picks for A, B, C, and D. But as an overall, I don't know who it is. But I do want to thank you guys for watching this video, for commenting, for being here and supporting me. I really do appreciate it. I, I really, really do. You guys really don't know how much I do. So, again, if you want to support further, you can by heading over to marieshadows.substack.com and get that paid subscription so that way you don't have to be lost with anything that I say, or you're trying to wonder why you're only getting a chunk of the standalone podcast directly to your inboxes, it's because the paid subscribers will get more than the free. Again, apologies that I have to do that, but this is all work that I do on my own that I love to do. And I just want you for the ride. That's all I want you to do. Um, stay tuned for more stuff. And especially the breaking news, I guess I could, I could say the breaking news, um, Tuesday, July 19th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 4.30 uh, Pacific Time, I will be interviewing Clark Connors, New Japan Pro Wrestler Clark Connors on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows. So if you see the link floating around on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows, where basically you can register for that event. Uh, please go register for that event. And then if you see the link, roam me around to register for the 
G1 Climax general talk, go register for those too. What I'm doing is that those are better notifications than Twitch. Twitch sometimes will not notify you as well or as often. So please make sure if you see that floating around on Twitter, if you see my name at Marie underscore shadows and you see the link, make sure to register for that. Also the links and everything that I talk about will be in the post for this uh, preview for the G1. I really hope you enjoyed it. Let me know who your pick is and I will see you guys on the next one.